show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's The Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Actually, no Marv no more, so we got to no work on that. Marv. We got to beep that no out or something. No Marv. Uh, so, yeah, we don't want to promise false advertising. <laughs> no, It'll we have. This Marv. is our new Marv. Is, wow, Marv, Yay. you have gotten a huge upgrade. Not as inappropriate, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, give her time. I think I'll miss that about Marv, though. The inappropriateness? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I miss the construction yeah. workers hooting and hollering when I walked on lunch. Yeah. No, we had one yeah. today. We saw a car like was honking at a girl. Oh yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> so I. Hey baby. No, it was just like he was just honking, and he's like, oh. "What? What did I do?" I'm like, "They're honking at a girl." All right, it's episode right. 224, <laughs> but it's also Valentine's Day. Yes. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that, but we got a great show. Um. Actually, this is like a Super Bowl of shows. I'm pretty proud of this coming together. But, uh, you know, about a week, a week from Friday on the 24th at the Soundboard in Motor City's Casino. Um, actually, probably the best venue to watch boxing. I really like that little theater setup they got. Um, Demetrius Banks is going against Craig Lewis. Both these fighters are undefeated. Uh, Banks is 8-0 and versus Craig Lewis, who's 13-0-1. Uh, these guys are meeting up, and they're both from Detroit. This is a hell of a main event, probably the best main event. You know, I don't have my notes in front of me, but probably the best main event on paper next to Tony Harrison versus Bronco McCart for the um, state of Michigan. And so that's going on. And later on in the show, we're going to have Taylor Moore. We're going to switch over to MMA about at the 8 o'clock hour. And Taylor Moore's got a fight going against Michael Hernandez, uh, the Hurricane Hernandez. And we're going to talk to Taylor Moore from SFS. Uh, he's the main event for TXC. Those tickets are available at neptix.com. And that's at Suburban Showplace in lovely Novi. I always forget to, what to call that place because it's changed names so many freaking Suburban times. Suburban Showplace Rock Collection. Fan. Right. Suburban Showplace Collection. This Saturday. What was it called just, before that, though? Rock, Fin- Rock, Rock Financial. Financial. Yeah. That's right. I just call it Yuppie Central. <coughs> they, they do. They breed and they shop. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Novi. Oh, you're, ta- you're talking all Novi. Yeah. Yeah, all of Novi. It's, it, but the suburban showplace collection or whatever is where they have all of the um, – uh, yuppie gatherings, you know the, the the home show, the home show, the and the boat show, the boat show, and the the bed and bath show. That could just the, be because they have an expo center. Yeah, but that what do you think attracts an expo center? Those types of shows, I don't the, know. and those types of shows attract yuppies. But that's where our comic con is too. Sundays, Wait, Sundays, which, which, Sunday. That's a Silver Dome. Uh, what which comic con? Motor City. For, for I thought Field. that was at. Uh, um, I thought the Motor City Comic Con was at uh, Kobo. 
No. no. Oh, well, then I'm wrong. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the Silver Dome. It's Monster Truck Rally. Your ticket buys you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. That's true. <laughs> they use that for a lot. They use they that did. for indoor lacrosse. Re- they use that for motorcross. Motorcross. Anything that motorcross. Is Autorama. Autorama. Right. <laughs> Your ticket buys you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Here's what I found out about sports like that. The more access you had to the players, yes. the lesser of a sport it was. <laughs> like when you were on the field running for touchdowns after games for arena football, you go, not so much a real league. You know, if you're next to the motorcycle people getting their pictures taken, yeah. you know, yeah. you can't do that. You can't jump on a major league baseball field and get a picture with a player. But well, not legally. the lesser. <laughs> you can. You're just going to get lesser tackled tiers. afterwards. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later. I was at Premier Boxing Champions. Um on Friday night, that was uh, Robert Easter Jr.'s homecoming with the IBF title. That thing was absolutely packed, so we'll just talk about how Toledo brought it, what I saw going into the arena, which was absolutely amazing. There was people waiting to get tickets. There were scalpers to get tickets, and there was not a seat available in that house. Even the concourse, Bronco McCart and me were talking, was packed when it looked like the arena was packed. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I don't have a siren in here. I need a siren. What? Why are we sirening that? Because you and Bronco McCart. I love Bronco McCart. Bronco McCart's awesome. Anytime I see him, it's like, it's a better day. It's absolutely a better day. Uh, And then we're going to talk later about uh, some restaurants. I just sent Jimmy the link. But some restaurants (laughs) doing some unique things for uh, Valentine's Day. very unique. Right. Uh, So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Get the ring girls input about Valentine's Day. Uh, I was trying to feel Taylor out. Taylor had a photo shoot the what? other day. I looked up too. <laughs> I didn't say I was trying to feel her up. Said I said you, I was trying said to feel her want out. You didn't me to go because Phrasing. you said it would be boring for no, me. I said, Phrasing. First, no. I said I was trying to feel her out. There's nothing wrong with that. I would say that about anybody. If I was saying I was trying to feel her up, that's that's wrong. <laughs> But anyways, you guys, you take over for Marv. Go ahead. So anyways, I was asked. We are, we are, we are collectively taking Yeah, exactly. You guys, you got the id, the yeah. ego, and the super ego over there. And combined is a psyche. No, I was just basically asking her about uh, Valentine's Day because she has a significant other. And mm-hmm. she's like, ah, you know, it's not a big deal. So, so we'll, we'll ask the girls how big Valentine's Day rates on the scale, a Richter scale. You know, 10 being a devastating earthquake if nothing goes on or one being like a real small tremor. Where you rank it on romantic holidays and romantic stuff. Some girls are all about Valentine's Day and then some girls are like, well, whatever, you know. So we'll talk it out. We'll get down to the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. We should also probably ask them if they know why there's a Valentine's Day. Oh, history lessons. Yeah. I, I think Taylor might know. But Taylor might I'd know. know. <laughs> yeah, I, wasn't yeah, I know. Bet on Liz on that. No. When you looked in the deer's eyes when it was dying, it didn't like tell you when you killed the deer and you looked in the eyes. Why, Liz? Why? <laughs> it did give you the answers. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, but let's get back to uh, the fight really quickly here. Um, some things I'll bring up about Demetrius Banks. He's 36 years of age. He's ranked 38 out of 270. Um, but this is the first time, um, leaving that weight class, he's going to be fighting a heavyweight. He's going to be fighting Craig Lewis, who is 32 years of age. 
Um, both have about the same knockout kind of ratio. About half their fights end with knockouts of them winning. Um, I, I've been excited about this fight for a while. There's a little bit of a backstory here. Um, I just text Demetrius Banks. Uh, he's out actually for Valentine's Day, but he, he's going to honor his interview commitment. So that's absolutely awesome. And we're just going to get a little bit more about this main event because this is a good main event going on. Um, we can't encourage people enough to get out and support Detroit boxing. Uh, Toledo brought it the other day. There was 10,000 people there in Toledo for Robert Easter Jr. And I like to think of Detroit as uh, boxing capital. I, I think, you know, obviously fights happen in Las Vegas and they happen in New York, but I think Detroit has a lot of pride for the history of Joe Lewis and um, obviously Emmanuel coming from uh, Detroit. There's a lot uh, a lot of pride, or the Kronk name coming from Detroit. There's a lot of pride with Detroit. So I want people to get out there and buy tickets. That's what I'm going to do. I'm calling it the year of boxing. Go out, buy tickets, support local boxers. Carlos uh, match, make the, uh, match made this fight. Not only did he do that, sorry, I'm battling like major laryngitis here, but uh, not only did he match make this, but there's a few other people behind the scenes that made this fight happen that we'll talk about. But um, credit to both these fighters for putting the uh, zero on the line. A lot of people like to protect their records, but somebody's going to lose it. I don't think this thing's going to end up in a draw. And so we're going to call Demetrius Banks right now and get going. On the show, somebody's O's, somebody's go. O's, gotta go. Oh, I guess there's a story going around about Mayweather and McGregor. We'll talk about that sometime. <laughs> Again. Again. Right. Don't make me slap that table. Again. Oh. Well, I just talked to him, so you're thinking, sure. Hello? Hey, Demetrius, this is Brad. You're live on the air on the undercard. How are you? Hey, what's up, Brad? All right. great. All right, this is Demetrius Banks. Eight wins, zero losses, zero draws, four KOs. He's going against Craig Lewis a week from Friday. Um, you getting excited for this fight? It's starting to uh, get really close here. Yeah, getting locked and loaded, ready to roll, you know. Uh, I'm stepping up to heavyweight, about to make a big statement. You know, uh, Valentine's Day today. Happy Valentine's to everybody out there. Thank uh, you. We're going to postpone that massacre to the 24th. It's definitely going down. Oh, I like that. So let's talk about it. You brought it up right away. You are moving up to heavyweight, but the last time I talked to you, and this was off the you know record a little bit, you, you, you were looking for more fights. Obviously, you're, you're 36 years of age. Um, you're, you're ready to get a jump on fights. You're, you're waiting for promoters to put you on here. Here's a great opportunity against what oh, people yeah. consider the best heavyweight in Detroit. You got an opportunity to, uh, come in there. So w- tell us a little bit about this move up to heavyweight. Is it a comfortable move for you? Is, uh, is it a place that you feel comfortable fighting? I mean, to me, you know, a fight is a fight. So it, it it really don't don't matter I I guess per se but cause my punch I, I got a heavyweight punch you know I I could carry that uh, light heavyweight cruiserweight heavyweight it just all depends I mean it's a great opportunity for me to showcase my talent and uh, to get get things going so I, it's hard for me to turn turn things like this down so you know I'm willing to fight anybody I'm coming on the B side 
but I'm definitely going to be the spoiler that night. Now, do you walk normally under the heavyweight uh, weight? Are you gaining weight for this fight, or what? what's going uh, on in the diet? Well, at a time, well, I was moving down to light heavyweight, to be honest, and, uh, you know, all summer I've been riding my bike every other day, 10 to, 10 to 20 miles, you know, and changed my eating habits, so I was under, I was way under, I was under my cruiserweight weight, you know, I was almost at light heavyweight, and I got this call, so of course I've been putting on, putting the weight back on, because at a time I was walking around at 215, but, you know, I was walking around at 195 when I got the call for this fight, and that's out of the gym, you know? Right. As before workout and burning off, you know, every time you're fighting, yeah. you're losing a little bit of weight. Right. Uh, so yeah. let's talk a little bit about your opponent, Craig Lewis, here. Um, what do you like about him as a fighter, and what what do you think that you can expose? Uh, what I like about him is he he's a game guy. You know, he he he'll take you as you see. He'll take he'll take any fight, and he, he always come to fight. We, we're we're real familiar with each other as far as you know, sparring or being in the ring or whatnot. But uh, I mean, I just I suppose that uh, he's not as hungry as me, and he, he's not as skilled as me. He can't punch as hard as me. Maybe he will outweigh me about thirty forty pounds, but who cares? You know, I'm 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 gonna have a speed advantage. And I, I feel like I'm just had a skill advantage totally. So that reach height is not going to be a problem at all. Now, I, I come from this this new way of thinking in boxing in that because it's so expensive to get an opponent to come in and fight somebody in their hometown, that promoters right. are going to have to have people fight from their own cities. Uh, Rochelle just brought up a good point here. You guys were both on the 2010 uh, National Golden Gloves team. Uh, but now yeah, you're we were actually roommates. Yeah, but now <laughs> now you're fighting each other. I mean, it is exactly. Tell tell us, is it that big of a deal? Um, the old adage, you don't fight somebody from your hometown. I don't believe so because I believe that's because uh, for one, Detroit is uh, a very well known uh, fight town. You know, history historically. And I feel like we kind of lost our way because we don't fight each other. I mean, I believe the the old way, the old way of doing things is you fight your way out of your city to to be the one to to represent the city when you go abroad. That way, we we will have more champions because we got guys who you know fight the, these um, I guess uh, hand picked opponents, and then they get a get a a, a world. Out- opportunity to be uh, a championship opportunity and they always kind of fall short I'm like how can you represent the world if you haven't even represented your own city very good point now now tell us a little bit about uh the history between you and craig uh lewis because i've seen a video out there and i know you know what i'm talking about you guys uh i'll let you explain it because i don't want to put words in your mouth but tell 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 everybody uh, what video I'm referring to, when this time well, frame happened, and what happened. Um, I'm not exactly sure. It was some year, a few, some years ago. I mean, I I was yeah, I was done some underground fights to provide. You know, I had children before I started boxing, and I'm always looking for a means to provide for my family. So I found these underground fights, and I had been doing it, and I was told I shouldn't or whatnot, but you know. Nobody's handed me anything, so I had to go get it. And everybody was aware that I was doing that, and I was making a name for myself. And this guy, he happened to walk in. I guess he thought he was going to be able to take food off my plate. And he just made a big mistake, you know, in a nutshell. 
and we're talking about Craig Lewis. Exactly. All right, and I've watched the video. It looks like you you knock him out. I mean, can you tell us a little exactly. bit about that situation? Because I, I think it, it adds well, a good backstory to the fight. Okay. Well, I, I want to say at first, you know, first of foremost, to give him credit, he was a lot smaller than he is now. He probably was about, I guess with his height, he probably was like 220 possibly. And I was a lot bigger than I am now. You know, I was probably like 215. So we was closer to each other in weight. And he wanted to say the four, it was in a small ring, you know, or whatever, a real small ring in a, uh, basically what you would call consider a bathroom. But I mean, I didn't ask him to get in there. He got in there. But to, to add to that, we actually fought four times, twice in the small ring and twice in the big ring. And I'm still undefeated against this guy. All right. Only time he ever had a good day on against me because he's been boxing longer than me. Much when I first started, when I was real green, I didn't know this guy. We boxed. We boxed uh, in the sparring, and I come back the next day. We spar again, but I, you know, I had a, you know, I was just beginning. I had a long night. I didn't want to spar. We spar. I got a little tired. He disrespect me. You know, he called me out my name or whatever. He was getting the best of me because he had the footwork, and I didn't understand footwork. I just had punch power. But once I, you know, I got acclimated to the whole boxing thing, you know, he don't stand a chance with me. Now, is there a little bit of bad blood still between you and Craig, or I mean, is that is it just uh, business come the twenty? I don't think I don't I don't look at it as bad blood. I look at it as uh, uh it's just a competition thing, you know, a competitive, it's a high competitive, you know, thing nature or whatnot. But I mean. I don't have any hard feelings, you know. I'm I'm on top, you know. I mean, even though I'm coming in as the opponent, I still I know who I am and I know what I could do. No bad blood, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. I, I'm not sure. You have to ask that guy about that. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about your team. Who who's backing you? How's this camp going? Uh, who do you want to give a shout out to and where you're working out right now? Man, I want to give a shout out to. First off, I want to give a shout-out to the whole city of Detroit, you know, everybody who knows who D-Banks is and believe in D-Banks. I'm training over at, at World Best Boxing Gym under uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Phillips and uh, Coach Coach Jay. And, uh, you know, I got my guy, my guy Little, Little the Legend. You can uh, check him out on Instagram at, at Little the Legend. He's, he's a good guy. He's like uh, represent Effin Bucket for the uh, Midwest region, and he got a a lot of other business ventures, you know, he he been holding my boxing career down from the from the jump, and it's it's just time for us to take off. You know, we stepping up to this fight, and we 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 gonna make big moves after this. Now, at thirty six years of age, uh, and I mean, this is a huge opportunity. How, how do you calm the nerves before this fight? Um, because this is the biggest fight of your life. Because if you win this, automatically because of your age, you're you're considered for a lot more opponents and better opportunities yeah. uh what are you doing to calm yourself during camp and just get ready for the moment uh man i've been i've been bred for this moment my whole life man i mean i just didn't know that it was gonna be in boxing you know i've been an athlete all my life i don't consider myself uh much of a fighter i didn't grow up fighting a lot you know i was played on i was on the gridiron you know i played football basketball all around athlete i'm an athlete <coughs> I go in there, that's why I'm, I'm a competitor, you know. But uh, as far as the nerves, it's just I'm I'm used to this. I you know I played played on the collegiate level, you know, high school. We won, you know, championship, everything in Detroit. And I mean, I'm just used to being a champ. I'm used to the, the pressure. I, I mean, 
I come from the Detroit streets, man. I, you know, my parents really wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Pressure is nothing to me, man. It's just, I, I need the pressure, you know. So it's 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 like it's 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 perfect for me, man. This is exactly what I've been waiting for my whole life. Were you able to see Craig Lewis versus uh, Robert Sims that fight? Uh, I happen to I have, uh, uh, I seen some of it on Facebook Live, and I, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people thought Robert you, Sims. You saw the results. Yeah, a lot of people thought Robert Sims maybe won that, or it was a lot closer than the judges gave it. Um, what, what what did you what did you see there? Um, you know, in that fight that you're looking to maybe capitalize on, not without giving away your game plan, but you know, as as good of a fighter as Robert Sims is, you're you're I would say a better fighter. So I mean, you're you're bringing a lot honestly, more to the table. Yeah, honestly, Brad, I believe Robert Sims YouTube the fight when I fought Craig in the in the big ring, and he watched me box and move and set traps and and, and catch. Craig coming in because I I done that to him twice in the in the uh in those un fights we you know he complained about the small ring they got us a big ring you know I and and when I watched the video I'm like this guy I don't even know Robert Stems but when I saw the way in I'm like look who is this guy I thought Craig was gonna have an easy night you know but you know looks can always be deceiving and he really showed up man and I I don't know how that happened and that's the only element that 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 uh bothers me a bit that I can't allow this to go to a decision being an opponent because maybe they will try to rob me. And even in my hometown, you know, it's the it's his promoter, you know. I'm the B side, so I just gotta go and try to make an early night of it and that's that's the whole plan. That's the game plan. Well Demetrius, I wanna thank you so much for uh joining us. Uh you've always been awesome to the show, the undercard. You're absolutely uh fantastic to talk to. Uh wishing you guys both luck, uh good fight um, I can tell you one thing, the city of Detroit's winners that you guys are doing this and I greatly oh, yeah. appreciate you coming on here. Uh, you have a happy Valentine's day. Uh, your opponent will be on a little bit later. Craig Lewis. I'm going to ask okay. him similar questions, yeah. tune in or listen okay. to the podcast later. And, uh, like I said, I'm very excited for next week. It's going to be fun. Man, I appreciate you, Brad. And I definitely see you Friday. There will be a massacre next uh, Friday. I'm sorry. All right. 24. You want to give a prediction really quick? Uh, Massacre, so you're, you're looking for an earlier knockdown. You want to give a prediction? or uh, you, just... you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm not much of a, a prediction guy. You know, I go I go on there and I, uh, you know, I I just I make the adjustments and, you know, what's in front of me. I'm not I'm not sure what he plan to bring to the table, but I'm going to be my, my improvision skills are, 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 you know, perfect. You know, I, I got it. The tools I need, I'm you know, I'm just bring it, you know, however it goes. But I, I'm definitely gonna pull it off, and more than likely, if he come to fight, it will be an early night. If he try to run, you know, it might he might make it an ugly fight. You know, I don't know, I don't know what he plan to do, but he, but I know he knows what I what I possess. So I'm hoping he's game to game to uh, exchange or, or fight or whatever. I guess he think he gonna box and run, but I'm gonna break him down, slow him down. However, but. It is what however it go, I'm I'm gonna make make the uh, adjustment. All right, D Banks, you take care. Uh where can people follow your career? Do you got a fight page or you they just uh, yeah, uh friend you? Well, you uh, you can follow me on uh Instagram at D Banks three one three. All right, you take care and we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you, bro. All right, that's Demetrius Banks. Like I said, one of the nice guys in the uh city of Detroit. 
Jimmy, some backstory there. These guys have gone bare knuckle or, or, or underground fighting. I'm not right. sure if it was bare knuckle. I'd have to watch the video again, so I, I, I take that back. But um, I have seen the video. Yeah. Um, I think this is – if I, I'd run with this with the promoter. It's the backstory. You know, it's like these guys have – have have done it before. Right. Um, you know, Craig Lewis might look at it as an advantage and we'll talk about it. It might be like, hey, it's it's my turn. Right. You know, like, you know, I've lost maybe four of these. And well, first off, we gotta ask Craig Lewis if he thought he lost these four right. fights. But you know, maybe he'll say, Hey, it's my time. And then you know what? To credit, Banks did say we were different sizes, mm-hmm. different times. Right. But there's some backstory. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. I just getting excited for this fight. As I say, you know, when a fight like this comes along where it's like, you know, you, and I, I do want both of these guys to have a successful career after this, um, but I know what it means to the winner um, and what it will mean to their rankings and where they will be considered. Um, it's not over for the loser, though, because mm-hmm. sometimes with a record when you're 13-0 and 0, or if you're 8-0 and, and you get that first loss, then all of a sudden people will fight you more. Because they're like, well, he's already got his loss, so right. you know he, he he can be beat or something. Right. So I right. think both will be winners from this. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. We're gonna go to our first commercial break. It's Valentine's Day. We got Craig Lewis coming at 7:40. What time is it, Rochelle? 7:26. All right. So we'll be back, and uh, we'll have uh, Craig Lewis on the other side. Uh, listen to these wonderful ballads selected by Jimmy and Rochelle on PodcastDetroit.com. <laughs> You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. That's right about now. (coughs) Some baby making music out of the intro. Is that what it? We're here? Yeah. We're back. Episode 224. All right. Let's move along. Uh, some some Michael Bolton type stuff coming out of the I was break. Telling. Have you have you watched that Netflix special? No, what? Oh, it's hilarious. Is Michael Bolton a very Valentine's Day special? It's all the guys from like Lonely Lonely Island. And they have all these like guests or whatever. But basically, the <laughs> the premise behind it is. The world's population is dwindling. So Santa Claus comes to Michael Bolton and says, you got to get these people making babies so that Christmas is not canceled because there's not enough kids in the world. So Michael Bolton has to create this Valentine's Day special to get everybody to start making love on Valentine's Day. It is hilarious. You really need to watch it. <laughs> to watch it. Oh, my God. It was great. He had He had quite the hair when I was in high school. So he kind of scared me. It's like a lion's mane, um, <laughs> you know. But I said I loved you, but I lied. That was a good song, though. I mean, when a man yeah. loves a woman. No, no, not so much that one. Oh. But the cassette tape said I love you, but I died. Yeah. Driving. Little Michael Bolton. I'm no? judging you a bit. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm judging you a little. Occasionally. <laughs> Occasionally. Uh had uh, the CD that had the cord to a fake cassette that you put the cassette in and then you played the CD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had yeah, that I in my that. first car. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. I think everybody had that in their first car. That was a lot of maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of maintenance. Yeah. In retrospect. Well, what was your first car? Uh, well, okay. So <laughs> I thought we Very pulled- Very first car. Uh, 
Yeah. So the very first car, I thought I told you uh, the story, but I will say it again really quick. Just what? What was it? You don't um, have to tell a story. Just what? No, was I it? have oh, to no, tell the does. story. Oh, God. <laughs> you can't go in there and tell the story. Uh, Perfect. So my dad had a separate car that he drove in the River Rouge area because of the the, the steel mill. And when he passed, it sat under the tree all summer. He passed in June, and then I got my license in September. And uh, it was a Cutlass uh, 84 Oldsmobile Cutlass. So it was just a run, rundown kind of car. And the first time I drove it, I took my brother to A&W, and when we were in there, all of a sudden, all these little clear spiders started pouring out of the vents and everywhere because <laughs> it had sat under the tree all oh, summer. Oh, no. No matter how much I sprayed, no matter how much I did, oh, no. the spiders would not go away. Mm-hmm. So that car didn't last long at all because I couldn't get the spider uh problem under control and they only come right. out at night yeah they were all over you would spray the raid and they would like kind of taunt you with it <laughs> so they come out at night then i had mostly. my my dream car was a ford probe i i aimed low mm-hmm. and I had, <laughs> exactly. so the next car i got was a ford probe okay what color was it it was white it was oh. beautiful See, here's my story about uh, my first car. It was a 1985 Chevy hatchback, which I bought from police auction for $75, ran into the ground for three years. That's it. That's the story. No, no. I had to tell the spiders. <laughs> I had a I had to tell the spiders. big black Mercury marquee, and I caught it on fire. <laughs> How'd you catch it on fire? Good luck with that. Because I was smoking at the time. Oh, no. And I had a roll of paper towels in the back. Oh, the no. Try and get it out the window, but then it decided to come right back through the back window. Oh, no. Caught it. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say you blew a head gasket and the oil went up. No, but, but you know what? It, it overheated every time I was on the freeway. Yeah. That's that's typical of every first car. Yeah. All right. I got to write down Craig Lewis's number for Rochelle here really quick. What about you, Liz? What was your first car? I still have mine. I have a Fusion. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, 2004 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Did you buy it? No, my mom bought it, and then she gave it to me, and then switched <coughs> over to my name. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I I, I paid seventy five dollars police auction, put about one hundred fifty bucks worth into it, uh, work just to get it running. <laughs> like it had a hatchback, but like there was no key, so you had to use a screwdriver to pop the pop the hatchback or whatever. Oh. And then the and then the same thing happened with the ignition. The little ignition thing came out, so I had to like ha- – it was like a combo of like my key and a screwdriver, like a little screwdriver. I had like stick them in at the same time and turn it. Ran into the ground for three years. It died, and that was it. See, I was so picky. I – um, I of did not were. want to have like an original first car, like to get you from point A to point right. B. Like I wanted one that was going to last me a while mm-hmm. and I bought it. It's, I mean, point there's C. spoiled. <laughs> it's like, no, I bought it myself. Oh, actually. did you? Yep. Oh, okay. My parents did you? Did we not do have I, that. And I'm on my we own insurance okay. and everything. Parents don't help me with that. I'll, I'll have to advertise someone selling a, a car here a little later and you guys get a kick out of this. Okay. It still runs and everything. I love my car. All right. We're going to call Craig Lewis really just quick. got it. Of course it should I still run. It. it still runs. It was like you've only had it a month. All right. Do it. What year is your car? Oh, eight. Oh, okay. Mm. <clears throat> here we go. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> So excited I have my own car. 
Yep. No excuses. No. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Craig, you're live on the undercard. How are you today? I'm good to you. I'm good to you. How you doing, man? I'm very good. We are joined by Craig Lewis. Uh, he has a big fight coming up on the 24th. It's first Demetrius Banks. Both fighters undefeated. It's happening at the Soundboard Motor City Casino. Only a few tickets left. Tell us a little bit about this main event. How'd this come about, Craig? Um, well, I got the call. Um, asked me if I wanted to fight Banks. And, you know, normally I would say, no, I wouldn't want to, you know, put a, an L on somebody record from Detroit while we both coming up and everything. But, you know, me and Demetrius, we got some history and everything like that. So it's time to settle this like once for all. He a good fighter and everything like that, but he can't beat me. Now, Demetrius Banks talked a little bit about that history. I don't want to get into it too much, but we're going to touch base on it in a second. But uh, you guys were uh, roommates, 2010 Golden Gloves team. Uh, You guys have been around each other for a little bit. Tell me something you like about Banks as a boxer and then something that you think you can maybe expose. Uh, I can get what a sick is, but he's a good counter puncher. His time, his time is pretty good. He has, he has, he has nice power and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? I will, I will say that about him. I ain't gonna say nothing bad about him. I'll just show you when the fight comes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. let, let's talk about this history because there's a video going around that I've seen and I know some people have seen. And uh, mm-hmm. Demetrius Banks was talking a little bit about this that you guys have had. Some he called them underground fights. I don't know what uh, you wanna you wanna call them, but let's hear your side of the view, uh, the history. Yeah, we had four un- we had four underground fights. But let Banks tell you, it was only one. He only saw the first one when I wasn't training. They came in thinking I'm fighting a normal bum, somebody off the streets. But uh, ended up being Banks. I'm like, okay, well, I tap this guy up in the gym all the time. I'll go against him. I hadn't been training and everything like that, and I actually had not been in the gym or a trainer even thinking about boxing at the time, just going in to make a couple dollars, you know, and. He called me slipping one day. Rocked me. I got mad, pushed the referee out the way. We didn't win no eight count. But he jumped back on me, called me again. The first time he called me, uh, the ring was so small. The ring is about the size of my car right now. My foot stepped out the ring, stepped back in, got caught. My pride was in the way. I didn't take my time to recover. Called me again. Referee stopped the fight. I gave him his props for that one. He called me slipping. He did his thing. Came back the next Tuesday and beat the shit out of him. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, they still didn't give me a decision. Like, the next Tuesday, I came back and fought him because that's the one thing you don't want to do is embarrass me. I hate being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So I came back. And we were going at it in that small, same small ring where I got the disadvantage and he got the advantage. And I tore him up. He couldn't do nothing. I was throwing five bunch combinations. Like, I was determined. You know, I just did a little bit running before that. I hadn't really got a chance to get back in the jump. But I still did my thing for three rounds. Hey, the crowd like was like 60-40, you know, 60-40, mm-hmm. 40, 40 for me, 60 for him. He was already a champion, so what you expect? And we ended up fighting two more times in uh, another underground thing with a little bit bigger bigger ring. And uh, his own coach was the judge. I didn't find out until after it was done. Like, I clearly outboxed him, mm-hmm. you know. But then kind of find out months later that his coach, Rick, was the judge. So there was no way for me to win the decision on that one. Now, I asked Demetrius, uh, is there any bad blood? He said there's no bad blood behind you guys. This isn't personal. This is just him trying to move. Do you guys have any bad blood? Do you have any will, ill will towards him? Not, not really. Like, I'm pretty, we probably going to be boys if he can, you know, accept his butt whipping and move on with his life after this. You know what I'm saying? We probably going to be boys again right after this fight. You know what I'm saying? But until then, you know what I'm saying? For the moment being, we enemies. But it's like, he even, he even liked the picture I posted to me and my daughter on Facebook. 
Oh, ain't that... like no bad blood. Like we like, I want to see this man's career destroyed or nothing like that. I just want to whip him. If he get, he loses to me, he loses to Craig Lewis, a three-time national champion. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like it ain't, it ain't. It's not saying nothing bad about him. He's just not as good as me. I mean, he he, he too short to be messing with me anyway. You know, he stopped sparring me about a year ago. Told me I was too big for him. I'm not even sure why he took the fight. Well, let's talk about that. He is moving up to heavyweight. Uh, what kind of weight yeah. advantage do you think you'll have? Uh, going into the fight, will it be thirty, maybe even forty pounds? Where where will you be at? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure how much he weighs. Uh, I haven't been checking my weight. All I know is I've been slimming down, but I'm still about somewhere in between, like two forty and two fifty. Right now, we still got a whole other week to work. Now we're not trying to lose, we're not trying to lose weight. Just whatever happens, happens. Now I was talking to Banks. This is an, a great opportunity for both you guys. Um, I think modern day boxing, it's really tough for a promoter to pay somebody to come in a good quality opponent and fight somebody in their backyard. I think the future is of boxing in cities is that people are going to have to fight each other from their own hometown. Um, is there any, any weird feeling that it is Detroit versus Detroit or you guys are just both trying to get ahead and watch out for yourself? Um, only me, only thing that got me weird with Detroit, because a lot of people, like, you know, I'm sitting up there and they tell me, man, y'all shouldn't fight, y'all shouldn't fight. Then at the same time, in the next status of sitting, they said, man, I wish I could be there to see it, though. So it's like, I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm good. I don't know, for me, it's trying to get something, it's trying to, trying to get this record straight once and for all, you know. Let everybody know Craig Lewis is here. He's going to be y'all heavyweight champion. I'm going to be the champion of the world sooner or later. It's coming sooner than later. And that's what we all got to look forward to. I'm working harder and harder to gym. It's probably going to be the best you've ever seen. All right. Um, so let's talk um, about your team. You're talking about working in the gym. Where where are you working out at? Uh, give a shout-out to your coaches. And uh, who, okay, who's yeah. getting you ready? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going to hands-on. You know, with Farouk. We got Machete. I got my head coach right now, Jafar, who's also a fighter as well. Very intelligent young man. I respect him to the fullest. He's got me in great condition. Um, I was working with Henry too, but as we know, Henry has to uh, has to uh, go with Tony and everything like that, you know. So Tony's got a real title, so I understand and respect that. So you know, good luck to Tony Harris too on this fight too. I hope he wins, and that's that's pretty much it right now. I got some sparring partners. I uh, you know messing with you know James Ballard, Juan Good. Got a guy in from out of town. We just you know getting good work in, doing nine ten rounds. It's good. Just did nine rounds today straight. Now, uh, KP Boxing, who uh, manages you, they've had you fight out of state. What's the biggest difference that you've noticed uh, fighting out of state? They've been moving your career along well. Um, and how excited are you to, you know, have this opportunity in front of a Detroit crowd? Yeah, well, I know this much. When we, when we fight in Detroit, we try to always make sure I got good competition. We never try to fight bums in our city, you know. No, maybe out of town we might take somebody, you know, that's got a decent record or something like that. But when we come to Detroit, you know, we're looking for undefeated fighters. So let everybody know who, who Craig Lewis is. See Lou, by the way. Yep. And um, let's talk about your last fight that I saw um, against Robert Sims. I know you did fight um, out of state after that. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people thought that was a closer fight than the judges gave it. Um, is that is that what did you learn from that experience? Because I, you would probably admit you weren't your sharpest that night. Uh, I wouldn't say I wasn't the sharpest, but I wasn't necessarily doing me. You know, I was um, taking advice from 
other people instead of doing what I knew best. By the time we got to the sixth round, I said, you know what, skip it. I'm going to do me because I know he's got to come to me. He's in my hometown, and I heard him in the sixth round. That him went two more rounds, he'd have been knocked out, plain and simple. I'm gonna, I give him, like, okay, people can sit up there and say, oh, he want to fight. No, I don't think he want to fight at all. I give him two rounds. That's it. That's all I can give him two rounds. I know I want at least four rounds. Definitely one last round. If it went longer, it wouldn't even be a, it wouldn't even be a uh, question about a decision. It would have been a KO. Now, you have an age advantage at 32 years of age. Uh, Banks is a little bit up there in 36 uh, years. Do you think that an eight-round fight is going to benefit you because of the age? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it, it's too much of a difference, but at 36, I mean, that's normally the back end of a career. Uh, 32 is typically the prime. Is that something that you think you could expose? Yeah, as long as we both train, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I never, you know, I fought guys that were older before. You know, so, I mean, as long as you train hard, you keep your body good. I mean, look at uh, George Foreman, you know, when he won the title. He was in the 40s. He won the title back in his 40s. You know, power is the last thing to go. Heavyweights last longer than any other weight class, you know. Mm-hmm. The power is the last thing to go. So, it's always a factor. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, fighting the old man. All right. And really quickly, okay. why should somebody come out and see this fight? What, what, what do you think is going to happen? Any predictions? Any prediction? I'm going to have my hands up at the end of the fight. That's the prediction right there. All I ain't right. giving away no more secrets, but it might not last the whole thing. I tell you that the way I'm looking in the gym right now. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much, Craig, for joining us this fight. We're all excited about this fight. Once again, February 24th, Soundboard, Motor City Casino. This is the biggest fight I remember since uh, the Harrison Bronco McCart. And I, I congratulate both of you guys for risking your zero. <laughs> Uh, ahead of time, and as I was telling uh, Jimmy, uh, maybe it was off break or maybe it was on air. Uh, you know, you guys are both going to come away with this uh, good. You know, one one's going to be undefeated and is going to have some tremendous opportunities. But sometimes when someone gets that first loss, more people will fight them because they they think that record now okay. Well, he's not undefeated, so I think both of you guys are going to walk away from this good. I expect it to be a good fight. Thank you so much, Craig, for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, where can everybody find you on uh, social media, Craig, and follow your career? Uh, uh, you know, just Craig Lewis on Facebook and also on Instagram, C Lou <laughs> underscore by the underscore way. All right. You guys both have a safe fight. I know you guys have families. So I definitely don't want you guys injured, and uh, uh, I know it's going to be entertaining. Take care. Thank you. All right. That's Craig Lewis, and we have hyped up. February 24th. Yep. I'm excited. Are you excited? Not not as bad blood as people are saying out there. Right. You know, but then I've also experienced it gets pretty timid when people get on the, but then I see behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. We've had, we've been doing this four years, Jimmy, Mm -hmm. almost. And there's been times where people come in here and it's not a big deal. And then like. And then you see him a day later and you'd be like, that really made me mad. Right. When he said that. You remember when Ruben... And Cody were in our studio at the old studio mm-hmm. when Ruben uh, Beriak was it? Yep. Was going to fight Cody Stamen. And B- Ruben's talking crap all- about uh, Cody, and Cody's just sitting there kind of keeping calm. He's like, we'll see. <laughs> just kept saying. He'd be like, yep, we'll oh, see. We'll see. <laughs> but we'll he's see. like, he's like, I wanted to jump over there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he did. And then that's the. The Ruben lost by a kick. That was Cody's yeah. kick that made ES. Did it make ESPN? It made something. Yeah, a national, like yeah. an MMA national. It was like this phenomenal kick that yeah. caught Ruben. 
But um, yeah, so that's it with boxing. But we do got to talk really quickly. Uh, there's a big story going on, Jimmy. Let's see here. So yeah, according to the Ireland press, which is probably like two people. Uh, We're both drunk on Guinness. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a deal has been made between Mayweather and McGregor. Really? For sure. McGregor is in Las Vegas talking to Mayweather now. Okay. Uh, TMZ just had Dana White on and says there is no deal. So I was just going to give my brief th- thoughts on this. Okay. What does Dana White know? He's not even really running that company anymore. <laughs> no, he, he knows a lot. Uh Remember uh, McGregor saying that uh, he he actually said fuck the UFC. Yeah, uh, Dana White confirmed uh, that he had not talked to McGregor since then. Uh-huh. Um, that McGregor is under a massive contract that would not allow him to box. Okay, and that the fight can't go on without UFC's approval. Now it's looking like Nevada might be the location for this fight. I don't know what terms of the suspension with McGregor and the water bottle. I don't know any of that. But I do know that Nevada makes a lot of money off UFC. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to allow a contract to proceed with the UFC, a third party, being involved. That being said, a hundred and something fighters were just released by UFC. Nine. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of staff, 60 people, yep. some people that a lot of people knew in this industry. Uh, this is a different UFC. So yep. even if Dana White wants to like put his, you know, foot down, foot down or, yeah. or, or, or kind of brace for it, there is a dollar figure where the new owners will say, you give us 50 million, you can go box. Yeah. Uh, it's just whether or not those two are going to pay the, the money. Right. Uh, so I think we are close to maybe this happening yeah. because you got new owners. Right. If it was just, uh, Dana and the brothers, no, yeah, no. It'd be like, no. they're prideful. They these, wouldn't allow but it. But these people want to see it just like everybody <laughs> else wants to see it. And they're going to, they're going to make it happen. They are. Right. They're going to make it happen. Uh, so there is still no deal. And, and until the UFC uh, comes out and says that we are negotiating it, that's fine. I think the major holdup is that Mayweather in Showtime probably want to do the fight and I imagine UFC want to do a, like a special event the special event would be um, you know uh, a boxing match between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather uh, but that story continues to go on I think we've been talking about it for a half a year now as Jimmy fixes the video feed uh, or he can't fix the video feed or he can or yeah, he the can. internet the internet went out. But uh, this story is not going to go away. But I do know this, that if you're a boxing fan and you, you're calling this an embarrassment that McGregor would fight Mayweather and stuff, realize that this is going to be good for your sport, that there's going to be more opportunity for other fighters to be broadcast because it's going to bring attention to the sport. Um, just like having a nice shiny car out in the front of a car lot. We're using a lot of car references. People buy buy that, see that fancy car, but then there's other cars in the lot that get attention because of the fancy car. So the Mayweather-McGregor thing to all my boxing friends that are, are freaking out about this and don't want to see this, I won't buy this, blah, blah, blah. Don't worry about it because it helps the sport. And it's one of those things where as the sport will never be 
as big as the NFL. We'll never be as big as Major League Baseball. Never, never even be as big as the NHL. Probably. What you have here is certain opportunities where everything will change and the world focuses on boxing and it becomes our Super Bowl. And this is what it's going to be. And I tell you what, the lead up to it will probably nauseate us because both of those two are talkers and we'll probably just be waiting for them to fight and then the fight won't live up to it and we'll all be mad just like the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. But the good news is about the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, people were talking about boxing. And that's what we got to remember that we're going to take away from this. Uh, there's no way McGregor beats Mayweather. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but we are going to be coming up on What's on Tap. Go to a quick break, and then we're going to switch it over to MMA. Taylor Moore from Scorpion Fighting Systems. He's the main event at uh, du- uh, sorry TXC, and that's happening at Suburban Showplace. Those tickets are available at nettix.com. That's an early bell. There's a 5 o'clock, I think, start or 4 o'clock start on Saturday. Uh, but MMA is going on, too. Uh, the ring girls will be there. It'll be fun. So, Jimmy, you whenever you're ready, what's on tap? I think I've hyped up what's going on in the city pretty good. Let's not forget, to March 10th, uh, the event at MGM Grand. We're getting more details every day about that event. Showtime's coming here, Showtime Network. Uh, our ring girls are going to be working the Showtime show. Very exciting. Stuff going on here. I'll get to sleep right. white in June. <laughs> Something like that. July. All right. August. September. Hold on here. They moved all the stuff away from me, so now there it goes. Excuses, excuses. No, I know. Every time I come in here, everything's moved. All right. Once again, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. <coughs> Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, let's see. First off, boxing. Uh, Wilmington, Delaware, pay-per-view. Roy Jones Jr. versus Bobby Gunn. 12 rounds for the cruiserweights. Holy 2002. <laughs> uh, that's February 17th. February 18th at Cincinnati on Showtime. Adrian Broner versus Adrian uh, Granados. 10 rounds for the welterweights. Uh, and that then fight we, got moved up from 142 to 147 now. So obviously there's concerns Broner would not make the weight. Right, right. Uh, let's see. Also, I wanted to mention uh, because uh, uh, it's at Casablanca in Morocco. Here's looking at you, kid. Um, place a fight. Yeah. Mohamed Rabi versus Adam uh, Mate. Six rounds for the welterweights. <laughs> but I just think that'd be cool to say that you fought at Casablanca. That'd be cool. You know? Monte Carlo would be another one. That that old casino in Monte Carlo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I forget what the name of that. It's in every yeah. every other Bond movie, right? Exactly. Uh, moving on to MMA, February eighteenth, Bellator one seventy two, uh, Fedor versus uh, Mitrione. Uh, that's in the SAP Center, San Jose, California. Uh, February nineteenth, UFC Fight Night one hundred five. Lewis versus Brown. And that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be right back. That's right about now. Episode 224 on Valentine's Day. Jimmy uh, and Rochelle would be yes. the only ones that know this, but have we ever accidentally ended up on a Valentine's Day doing a live show, or is this the first time this has ever happened? First time. First, is time. first time? Yep. 
I didn't know because, you know, the calendar is so crazy like that. Well, we may have ended up on a Valentine's Day if Valentine's Day was on a Sunday about three years ago. No? Okay. Okay. Never mind. No, it's never It's never happened. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. I got to write this down really quick. What are you Maybe writing down, Brad? No, it's never What are you doing? I'm, I'm writing it's never happened before. <laughs> this is a first. Uh, what are you doing, Brad? I am uh, this is writing down. Regular, Brad. Exactly. What I is cannot, that? Oh, I freaking that, uh, Kubrick. Oh, yeah, uh, 2001. Yeah. Pal, which yeah. actually there was uh, um, people were convinced that Hal was really like IBM because if you take each one of the um, each one of the letters and you go one up in the alphabet, it spells IBM. So H goes to I, A goes to B, L goes to M. Okay. Um, and that IBM was the evil thing that Kubrick was talking My about. My brain just sort of shut down <laughs> while you were talking. It's a three-hour movie, and at the end, it's you want to know stars. You want to know what happens at the end? <laughs> what what the computer wants him to see? I mean, I know what IBM stands for, but <laughs> I don't think that's what does IBM thing. stand for? Irritable bowel movement. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> International that's business. That's going right uh, next to my list. IBM, IBM <laughs> used to be. That's so IBM used to be, and you're thinking of IBS. <laughs> it's irritable bowel syndrome. Syndrome. Yeah, okay. but IBM was a computer uh, magnet. You know, like Microsoft and Apple. IBM was like the big company to like put computers into houses and oh. all that kind of stuff like that. So that you know, they were saying that Kubrick was saying that IBM was like the evil thing that. You know that Hal was and all that kind of you, stuff. You like lost that. them too. Yeah, I know. Are you guys ever going to see the movie? Probably not. I don't think I'll you can honest. make it through the movie. I'll you could. No. It's so, so boring. Okay. And I mean, and I love movies like Even that. Even if it's not a boring movie, they put me to sleep. Like I can watch the funniest movie, and I'm, I'm like falling asleep within like twenty minutes. Wow. So the whole movie is at the end. He sees the birth of a star. No, it's not a birth of a star. It's a birth of a... Oh, no, but he doesn't see it. He's inside the monolith. Right. But the the monolith becomes the catalyst for the new star around Jupiter, (laughs) Europa. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He's dead by that point. Oh, yeah. Come back to Earth. (laughs) We're back. No. (laughs) We're back. All right. Let's call up up Taylor Moore from SFS. Then there was the sequel of Roy Schneider. It was like 2010, the year we yeah. were in contact. Never saw that one. Uh, it was because I don't like don't. aliens. Don't. I want to see Alien. So bad. Covenant? Yes. Yes. Hello? Hey, Taylor. It's Brad. You're live on the air on the undercard. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Good. We are joined by Taylor Moore from Scorpion Fighting Systems. It sounds like you're on a couch with your feet propped up and you're underneath a blanket all cozy in a fireplace going. <laughs> He's not denying it. You're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so Man, really she picked that out during the, through the phone. <laughs> Damn. So that's what you're doing? You're relaxing fight week, right? Yep, I'm relaxing. All right. <laughs> so, anyways, you got a big fight happening against Mike, uh, the Hurricane Hernandez. 
his ten and four record going against your five and one record. Uh, and let, let's talk a little bit about your record at the time. Uh, I thought this was a really good move by uh, uh, your management team and Scorpion Fighting Systems. You fought a really tough opponent in Johnny Bedford. This was at WXC sixty three. Um, you weren't expected to win the fight. You learned a lot from it. Um, but you, you gave him a fight, which was absolutely great. Um, tell us what you've learned since that loss. Well, every time I go, like it boosts my confidence a lot because every time I go into a fight now, I think of how I performed and how I trained for that fight. And I've seen him go against people (coughs) recently and they don't do anywhere, you know, good, like how I did. And like just like watching Hernandez fight him and seeing how much trouble he had with him with the reach and just the experience Bedford has, it puts a lot of confidence in my head knowing that I did that good against him and not really many people have been able to hang with him. Now, this fight against Hernandez, he's, he's I guess, an unorthodox fight fighter. He, he tries stuff. Um, that you typically don't see other people uh, do. Um, a little exciting, a little crazy with the Superman punches and stuff. How do you prepare for a fighter that's just kind of, kind of doing a little bit of everything to entertain the crowd too? Um, well, with Hernandez, I have a lot of reach on him, so my uh, my game plan is I'm going to have to stay on the outside, not getting any stupid close exchanges with him. Because yeah, he does have he does have knockout power and. And that's how he wins a lot of his fights. So I got to take him out of his comfort zone, stay on the outside, and uh, make sure I don't get caught with any of his flurries. <coughs> now, <coughs> this uh, rivalry that's budding between Scorpion Fighting Systems and uh, Michigan Top Team, that uh, you were part of something that happened at uh, Donna Frio's show. Would you, you want to talk a little bit about what happened? Get on the record your side of what happened? Well, I'll tell you what actually happened because <laughs> there's there's video on it now. Um, but uh, basically, our guy, it all started with um, our guy is the guy that fought Tyler Meadows, I guess, is dating Tyler Meadows' ex-girlfriend or something. So they already had their their beef with each other and already didn't like each other and went back and forth at weigh-ins. So... And I thought that was between them, and I thought this was weird because me and Tyler Meadows have trained together a couple times, so I never, you know, we never had any issues. And then right after uh, Meadows won the fight, he jumped the cage and uh, pretty much, like, sat on my lap because I was sitting down in the corner chair, like, sat on my lap facing me and, like, went face-to-face with me and started swearing at me and said I was next and all that, and then basically I just, like, tackled him off me and then security got involved and that was really it no punches were thrown or nothing like that yeah uh we we have pictures of it whenever jimmy gets them up uh and you can clear as day see like he's on your face and everything but there you are just minding your own business uh watching the fight and all of a sudden i mean what's going through your mind all of a sudden his face is right in your face and then here here's an ammy challenging somebody that's five and one as a pro I mean, he knows he knows what would happen. And I even got online after that and told him, you know, 
let's make it professional and, you know, get a contract right after this play with Hernandez, get a contract and we'll actually make it happen. And then, then he started backtracking and now it doesn't seem like he really wants anything to do with it. All right. Well, let's talk more. I, I honestly, I honestly think one of their guys put him up to it. Okay. To try and to try and get it in my head or something, but that that's just not going to work. I mean, uh, how how important is the title, or is the victory just as important? I mean, you, the, there's a belt on the line, um, but some some fighters, you know, they're like, hey, you know, the belt belt's cool, but the victory's more important. How what what ways? Um, I think they're both really important. This would be um, my first pro title that I've won. I mean, obviously, I had the chance against Bedford, but I lost that one. Um, but winning the belt would be a big deal to me to have a pro title. But I think this is a really big win for me and could uh, open up a lot of opportunities for me. And uh, I know that you've been working out pretty hard at SFS and stuff like that, but how's the weight cut coming? How's this camp compared to previous camps? Um, this camp's been pretty good. Um, I want to say, I mean, I have under 10 pounds to cut, so that, that's nice. And then, um, yeah, this camp's been good. I I went and traveled to Texas, uh, to get in some work with Bedford just to help game plan, uh, for this fight. I spent, uh, five days out there working with him and I've been just mainly now just doing a lot of, um, stuff to work on my cardio and uh, now I'm just kind of slowly tapering off now. Yeah, I know you guys don't want to reveal your secrets and stuff, but you you are down to the last three days. Um, typically, when do you start your weight cut? Um, the 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 hard cut to get down to the weight on Friday. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that on Friday, the day of. Okay. Um, so you got any predictions? I, I know, uh, Mike has lost to some, some, uh, three times, I think, to submission. Uh, you're obviously coming from SFS, you know, submissions, or you think it'll be a decision, or you think you can win by knockout. How do you, how do you see the night ending for you? I think it could really go anyway. I think, um, I think he's, I think all those guys really underestimate my striking. Um, my strikings came a long way and um, I'm not going to be afraid to stay on the feet, but I do feel like my biggest um, advantage would be on the ground. So I do see uh, myself submitting him. <laughs> now uh, I got to ask you this because this is everybody's uh, favorite teddy bear from SFS, but uh, have you ever sparred uh, Josh Parisian and uh, what do you, what do you think of his skills? Out there, we absolutely love him on social media and everything like that. But uh, he's just like a lovable teddy bear, and you guys get him like 365 days a year out there. Yeah, I love Josh. He, um, I don't spar with him a whole ton because of our size difference, but every once in a while we'll spar together. But he's pretty good with us. He doesn't try and knock us out, but he's <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely got big things coming, and I think um, I think he's in the best shape that he's been. He's he's been busting his ass he's been dieting training more often and he's just so well-rounded now his grappling is just as good as his striking is and i definitely think he's going to do big things really soon now uh, i'm not sure you're do you have a girlfriend or or somebody on this valentine's day taylor 
Yeah, I'm with her right now, actually. All right. And what an excuse you got not to take her out to dinner because you are mid-weight cut here. You're going to start here in a few minutes uh, <laughs> on Friday. But there's no way you can even take her out for a nice dinner and stuff like that. You got the ultimate excuse. Oh, don't don't uh, don't let me fool you. We went to B-dubs. <laughs> so romantic. That is nice. That is nice. Uh, well, very cool. Uh, you enjoy your Valentine's Day. I'm very excited for this fight. Once again, it's happening Saturday. Doors open, I believe, at 4. The main event is Mike Hernandez versus Taylor Moore uh, from Scorpion Fighting Systems. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time. We're very excited to see this fight on Saturday. You take care, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Taylor Moore, Scorpion Fighting Systems. I'm sure we're not heard the last of Scorpion Fighting Systems Michigan top team rivalry. I'm sure we'll hear about it over the next five, six, seven, ten weeks. But um, that's what happens when you're the two best. You know, you're starting to like separate yourself from the rest of the crowd. Uh, rivalries happen, and there's nothing wrong with that. Is you just don't like to see janky. that happen. Jimmy, is your internet janky? Yeah, it's been – that's why I had to stop the Facebook Live because it was going out and then it actually shut off my – the internet on my phone for a minute. But I'm, I'm good on my laptop. It's just the phones are – You are listening here. to Tech Talk on yeah. podcast. Uh, that's by the way, most listeners who listen to this station te- actually yeah. do listen to uh, By the way, um, the uh, the photos from the, the Joe – uh, 505 of them did upload, so there are 505 uh, on there now. All right, so like so. one sixteenth of the photos. Uh, so that would be <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> I want to sit there. Yeah, I feel actually, bad for like whoever one, has this mic next. I think it would be like one. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, one sixth, I guess, because there's like 3,000 photos. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, Maria, on Sunday you'll Maria rest. Maria did a great job, though. Yeah, she did do a good job. There's yep. good photos on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think you'll get the rest of them up tonight? I'm not asking I'm gonna, for myself. I know. I'm. I'm going to try. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I, I get asked every day. The the 505 that I have on here right now that was three hours worth of these photos downloading. Okay. Um, so I'm going to, I'll do what I can tonight, but it's n- probably not all going to be tonight. All right. Yeah. It, it's coming. Yeah. They're coming. They are coming. It's all just, right. it, this is going to be a multi-day process. All right. So let's switch it over and uh, bring the ring girls in. We got uh ring girl, Taylor, and we got ring girl, Liz, Miss Undercard, ring girl, Liz. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so much science. She's at, she's like at Obama. The Street choice. Yeah. Yay. She's like Obama Yay. at the end of his presidency. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a year of being Miss Undergrad. It's great. So, Hooters ran a promotion. Our friends at Hooters, uh, if you brought in a picture of your ex and you shredded it, you got 10 free wings. What? Yeah, yeah that was their promotion. That? Yeah. It was today, it. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they're doing it all day. And, uh, I guess it's kind of neat because you look at it this way. Uh, he went to B dubs, Taylor Moore. Mm-hmm. It's really tough to take your girlfriend to Hooters on Valentine's yeah. Day. Oh, wait a second. So they have l- l- to wait. drum up. Let's some go business. back. Let's go back. Hold on. Pause for a moment. So on maybe our second date. Having feeling you're we went to Hooters, and not only did we go to Hooters, but he had us take our picture with the Hooters girl. That's right. I you're such it. a class I, act, I Brad. Thank you. Right. You're such a class that act. That's right. It's not right. That's so wrong. Did I or didn't I? I can have see business you, Brad, relationships. Doing that, though. Though. Oh, okay. What? She's giving you half the story. 
Okay. What was the real story? What then? was the real story then? The real story is that we were on like a date. I'm like Brent. Were you we were on a, a date? Were you on a date? Correct. Okay. Yep. Do I mix business with dates all the time? Yes. yes. Well, that's okay. That's know. also wrong. <laughs> Thank you. What? That's also wrong. No, you don't. No, no, no. You keep those two parts of your life separate. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, this was a good promotion because they're trying to get, you know, this could be like the worst day of business ever. Right. So they're trying to get single men in there. Right, yeah. But when women could do it, they could I actually bring in. Oh, okay. You can still have, go in there. I would have done it like more than once. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a limit. Oh, yeah. But no, Tim Free Wings. You didn't take me in there and be like, come on, we each bring a picture and you just give me your wings. <laughs> I do like wings. <laughs> they have they have amazing wings. Uh, uh, so that was uh, Hooters promotion. <laughs> really quickly though, um, via press show. release, Hooters is trying a concept out uh, with an all male. No. Oh. Uh, so this is not going to be the girls in the uniform. It's called Hoot. It's uh it's called H O O T. It's a Hooters concept restaurant. Mm-hmm. What it is is their favorite things it's off their menu. Owls. No. It's their favorite thing off the menu okay. in a bar-like setting, okay. and men and women both work it, and the uniform's not okay. Hooters uniform. Yep. And this is happening in Chicagoland area. Mm. It opens in like a week, I believe. And so that's their concept album. What do What do the guys wear? I don't know. Did you say concept album? I did. Concept yeah. thing. Now, this isn't the first concept, though, really quick. I'll give you some history. Sugar Bees from uh, <clears throat> Sugar Bees was a concept in Myrtle Beach. Of Hooters, it was like a, a Hooters, but they played the music loud, and they could have the TVs on for games and stuff. For a while, their Hooters couldn't have the the audio up on games or something for some rule. So this is their second attempt at this. And, and Hooters, a they're in a casino. I don't know if you remember they had an airline before, so they're always pushing the envelope. But I sent Jimmy. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. No. <laughs> why don't you tell them? Why don't you tell everybody the Taco Bell story that I sent you? Then um, I still love you, Hooters, and thanks for all the support. Uh, so the the story that Brad sent me is uh, you can now get married at Taco Bell. <laughs> That's so romantic. Uh, called a wedding supreme. Um, Will they serve breakfast? Yep. Okay. Uh, I bl- sound bread. No, um, that would be him. Oh. <laughs> uh, in honor of Valentine's Day, our second favorite Mexican-inspired fast food chain has announced a new addition to its menu, wedding ceremonies. Come summer, the Strip's Taco Bell Cantina flagship will offer the most craveable matrimonial experience to ever hit Las Vegas. That is until Del Taco joins the fray. The $600 wedding package includes a Taco Bell garter, Bow tie, sock, sauce packet bouquet, just married t shirts, champagne flutes, a taco 12 pack, a Cinnabon Delight wedding cake, and of course, the ceremony and efficient. May want the cake. In a delightful local twist, the wedding services will be offered by Las Vegas' own pop up wedding company, Flora Pop. Founded and operated by a UNLV alum, Victoria Hogan, Flora Pop proclaims that you can elope anywhere. Usually that means flower-strewn desert locals, but Taco Bell certainly counts as anywhere. Liz, do you promise to take Taylor? For better, for worse, in diarrhea, (laughs) and vomiting. From mild to hot, 
From soft to hard, from grande to mucho. Sheesh. From grande to mucho. Love your snores. (laughs) That would be the wedding vows. They'd have to write it around the menu. Yeah. It'd be fun. That would be so fun. So, I mean, is there any way a guy could do it? Oh, Liz wants to do it. No, I would pass. You'd pass? I mean, I would definitely take the 12 box taco, but (coughs) I I ain't paying $600 for tacos. No, yeah. No. What uh what about you? Taylor. Taylor. Taco Bell special. Taco Bell special. I like taco truck better anyways. <laughs> uh I don't eat fast food that much, so No, it's not gonna no. be. No. Now Rochelle over here loves Taco Bell. I do. So I, this is probably But I like won't a, eat their breakfast. It's wrong. Well, <laughs> I've never had their breakfast. Their breakfast is amazing. Yeah. Okay. I've heard it it's was a good too, portion. but I've never had it. No. Uh Rochelle? What about it? Taco Bell marriage. Just crazy concept. Is it going to work? He's asking you right now on the spot, <laughs> Rochelle. That, no. 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 I have a whole Pinterest board that could tell you that Ooh. Taco Bell is not involved in that. All right. So to tie the hunger for this Fiesta Bell Grande, uh, Taco Bell is hosting a Love and Tacos contest and happily ever at Happily Ever Crasher sweepstakes through February 26. Winners get an all-expensive paid trip to Las Vegas. Will that cover the dry cleaning bill to remove hot sauce from your wedding dress? Find out at TacoBell.com. Why would there be hot sauce in your wedding dress? Because you're eating tacos. You're eating Taco Bell. Well, well, it's so bad. Anyways. Um, <laughs> well, like and instead of cake. Now, now going, from, uh, going from getting married... Uh, at Taco Bell, and this is Valentine's Day. Uh, now, some people know and some people don't know that big fast food chains like McDonald's and Burger King and places like that, they don't exist just in America. They're all over the world. So uh, there is a Burger King Israel, which uh, is a, a chain of uh, a Burger Kings that exist uh, in, in Israel. And for Valentine's Day, uh, they're offering a adults only happy meal uh, after uh, 6 p.m. on Valentine's Day. And what comes with the adult happy meal? Uh, it comes with an adult toy inside. Uh, for apparently, a happy ending. for a happy <laughs> ending, uh, the adult toy is an eye mask, a mini feather duster, and a head massager. Uh, it is uh, also you must be 18 or older in order to get the adult Happy Meal. Um, you don't need to say it like that. I know, <laughs> I but I do because it's disgusting and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, then they they and I'm there's an article about but basically what they're saying is the reason they decided to do this is because Fifty Shades of Grey is doing so well. So they're like, eh, let's jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, first off. First off. I, yeah, okay. I'm trying to think on how to phrase it really quick. Jack off. No. Uh, Jack wagon. <laughs> that would be the country I wouldn't have thought that would have allowed it. Um, I would have Israel? thought maybe. Yeah. Really? I don't know. There's, there's more non-conservative countries. Amsterdam? That, yeah. Um, but see, I don't France. I don't know if there's Burger Kings in France. <laughs> Maybe they would probably be all over that. Yeah, but see, a French Happy Meal would be more like you know, stinky deodorant and cigarettes. 
I just picture every time Rochelle goes through a drive-thru and she asks, do you have the Batman toy available right now? <laughs> I just picture women going through there. Are we getting the vibrator today or are we out of feathers? This is just a one time after six on, on today. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, can I trade in my vibrator? I already have one. I want another <laughs> I toy. I want in this color. Yeah, I, I need to the- say, do you, have it in, do you have it in purple? I already have it in black. My favorite, I think everybody's favorite game is the Monopoly game, though, from McDonald's. No. No. Eh. Really? No. My brother and my uncle played it like no other. It is is next. You have a better chance of winning the actual lottery. Well, you can always put an ad on on Craigslist. Right. And then get get killed. Other piece. Yeah. And then get killed. Um, But yeah, you have a better chance of winning the actual lottery than you do the McDonald's uh, lottery. Now, stateside. Or game or whatever. White Castles and Liz told me McDonald's also does this. In a very cute little gesture, they do candlelight dinners for people that maybe don't have a lot of money or it's just kind of Mm -hmm. a cute little thing. I think it's a good icebreaker for somebody that's going on one of their first few dates on Valentine's Day. So it's not overdoing it. That is, again, horrible. Horrible idea. Yeah. Why? If you take what? your date on Valentine's Day to McDonald's. No, no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm White talking Castle? about you, t- you go on a first date on Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, oh, no. oh. Well, that, uh-uh. well, unless not you're, unless date. it's, unless it's just a, <laughs> a hookup date thing. No. What no, if it's, Valentine's we're both alone. Day, you, know, you get nothing out of that, Jimmy. Just so you know, you get nothing. <laughs> what? Out of that. If you take a girl. <laughs> On a date, whether it's no, no, no. I'm saying no, 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 no. I was saying why you would go on a first date on Valentine's Day is just that's the only day you're going to go on because it's Valentine's Day. So you would take him? No, no, no. I'm saying is the only reason to go on a first date on Valentine's Day is if that was the only date you were going to go on with them, just because it's Valentine's Day. Not to McDonald's or White Castle, but I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying. Never mind. No, No, I I know what you're saying. I just I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody saying. Oh, you don't have somebody either? I don't have somebody. Hey, just dinner. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but then you go somewhere else, not McDonald's. Yeah, you don't go to McDonald's. You don't go to McDonald's or I White Castle. I would rather have someone make me food than go out on Yeah, food. You wouldn't have somebody make you food for first date, though. I th- uh, yeah. 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 There's some movies that have that. Mm-hmm. Some movie, exactly. Yeah. No, but Taylor's it's like, you know, but, no, but yeah. it's like more like Hollywood. sentimental. Like, oh, you're making me food. It's so cute. Yeah. Hopefully it tastes good because this is like your shot right now, but. <laughs> I just think it would be cool if, like, you you eventually got married and you'd be driving in Queens, New York, see a White Castle. You'd be like, "Yeah, you remember our first date?" I mean, I don't know. It's a cute little story. Mm. It's not that only works if your first date was like in middle school or high school. Well, okay, so for high schoolers, okay, like, okay, I'll totally go to McDonald's. Yeah, Yeah. I'd say for you know, because I know some eighth grade, yeah. If you're in middle school or high school, that's fine. If you're an adult, I'm not going to tell my son. You know, he's he's got a girlfriend now, and I'm not going to be like, well, why don't you take her to McDonald's? No, 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 no. I'm saying, but, like, let's say that, you know, after school, you you know, you've had a crush on this girl for a while, and uh, you decide to, like, walk her home or, or whatever, and you're like, hey, let's let's go to McDonald's. I'll buy you, you know, a mm-hmm. little thing or whatever. Ice cream would be, like. Or ice cream. cream. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have McDonald's. to be a. Let's split uh, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, or a split of McFlurry, or you sorry, know, Mike Creeper out. You walk into a McDonald's and they, she thinks that like maybe they had the candlelight set up for her. Oh, well, no, they do. I'm not that talking every about table. a Valentine's I'm Day. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not talking about a Valentine's Day. I'm talking just in general. 
Uh, Valentine's Day does mean the year's going by quick. I can't believe it's already mid-February. Yeah. Uh, Hallelujah. Uh, right. And then we roll into St. Patrick's Day and it just <laughs> this year just goes crazy. Now that's a real holiday. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good ho- yeah. holiday. Uh, first um, date, St. Patrick's Day. That's okay though, right? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to uh, remember it probably. No, I just Cabbage. think that it should be like a cute thing. That's just me. Uh, Cabbage and beer. I mean, you can't. I actually, funny enough, funny enough, I did have a first date on on Valentine's Day when I was doing all that online dating because the only day that we both had off was was, no, was uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry, did I say Valentine's Day? I meant I meant St. Patrick's Day. Was it on a Sunday? No, it was during the week. But well, we both agreed. What, like, but we both had uh, we both had the day off, mm. uh, so we decided that that was going to be our our first like meet in person date. Right. We were gonna shoot met me at my house, and we walked to all the bars in Hamtramck for St. Patrick's Day, and that was it. That was just mm. the one date because she was not you know <laughs> not not <laughs> well she. Not mom. She probably then, anyway. She probably could have. She probably should have stopped drinking after like bar three. Oh, just put it that way. See, that's good. Yeah. You can learn a lot about yeah. somebody yeah. on St. Patrick's yeah. Day. You know, see how they interact with other people. They're going to get bumped in a few times. You can see if they're yeah. a hothead. See if you know they're more yeah. demanding than you. They walk see if they place. have a higher tolerance of beer than you. Uh, well, that's she wasn't good. drinking beer though. That was the problem. Okay. She was oh, drinking. Yeah, see, that's another good thing. Yeah. No, if they can, what they can handle what they can. Yeah. She wasn't drinking beer. She was just doing basically straight whiskey shots. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Party girl. Yeah. Party girl. Anyways, uh so well um so speaking of uh, Valentine's Day, um I, 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 we're going to ask the ring girls uh, if they know where the myth behind Valentine's Day uh, came from <laughs> or any idea. You don't even get the question <laughs> no. out. Liz is like, no, no. Just do, no. Uh, take a stab at it. Take a stab at it. Liz where? first. Oh, I want to hear. No, I, yeah, I want to hear Liz's. I want to. I just no, want to. I don't know. Just don't guess. Know. Guess just where guess. Valentine's Day comes from. Let me get from. my book out. <laughs> no, that's why I don't want to do it. No. Take a guess. We have yes. Taylor. No, Taylor take a guess. I'm, I'm not the, I don't know. Because she don't know either. You guys want me to Just go take for, a I mean, guess. I, I, I just want you I to guess. I do and I don't. There's okay, no so right what or you, wrong. Right. What do you think it is? I mean, there is. Because there isn't. Because in all. <laughs> well, no. Honestly, honestly, there isn't. Because there is still debate and speculation over. Sure. Kind of, you know, what it, why it happened, who it was, and all that kind of stuff like that. But I'm just curious on why you think. What? Uh, who? Well, first how, of all, how, yeah. How about, first of all, who is? What is Valent? Who is Val- uh, Valentine's Day named after? Anybody know? Yes. St. Valentine. St. Valentine. Now, okay. who was St. Valentine? This is where... See, that's where I am. Okay. <laughs> Liz, is it a newer holiday or old holiday? Old. How old do you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like a couple hundred years old, 50 years old, thousands of years old? I'm not going to say thousands of years old. Okay. Hundred. Okay. She's what like, about, what about she's you, like how long has Hallmark been around? I'm looking at Michelle because her stare is like freaking me out right now. So <laughs> it makes me nervous. She has the book out. Okay. I will get the book out. <laughs> I think what? it's newer than scary. Christmas. Uh, kind of. Okay. Um, so it, it's basically, and like I said, it's, it's kind of uh, up to date. But basically St. Valentine um, 
existed when uh, the Romans were um, uh, persecuting like Christians and stuff like that. So it was it was after you know thirty A.D. Probably a couple hundred years after that, um, and basically a, a Roman emperor, I believe his name was Claudius, uh, said that all um, all. Uh, soldiers in his army had to be single. They couldn't have wives. They couldn't have sweethearts. They couldn't have whatever. But uh, this guy, St. Valentine, Valentine or Valentinus, felt that that was unjust. So he decided to do secret marriages um, it, you know, and, 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 and bring the soldiers, you know, the wives and stuff like that. The other theory is that um, and why we do um, the, the giving of the cards and stuff like that is that uh, there were a bunch of people in jail. Um, they were being locked up for whatever reason. And Valentine fell in love with one of the jailer's uh, daughters, his youngest daughter. And he was passing notes, cards, and he always signed it with your Valentine because that was that was his name or whatever. And that's where the um, uh, the concept became came from and then um february 14th was kind of you know the church decided to take a pagan holiday and kind of said okay we claim this now as saint valentine's day holiday though well but see everybody thinks that valentine's day is a hallmark holiday but it's not sweetest day is but valentine's day is not a hallmark holiday because it actually existed like thousands of years ago or a thousand years ago and it's something that has been celebrated consistently throughout the ages it's just you you basically what it used to be is not just like your you know romantic love but you know anybody that you love so family friends stuff like that you do little gift exchanges little cards you know thinking about you all that kind of stuff that's what it used to be sweetest day was hallmark's answer to valentine's day which is the men do the nice things for women on valentine's day the women do nice things for the men on sweetest day that is a hallmark holiday all right well, I really hope I have chocolates when I get home then. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get your man something? Yeah. <laughs> what was my answer during the photo shoot? <laughs> no, you weren't going to get him anything. Did you get him something? No. No, okay. he's been at work all day. Okay. So I haven't seen Liz, him Liz, did you get your man something? No. But he was pretty mad because he asked me if I, like, he's like, what do you want? And I was like, nothing. And he's like, well, I'm not going to be that person. I don't know why people have to think that they have to get <laughs> somebody something you know what i mean like mm-hmm. but he went to work he works well, and then to ask here, so you and like, no. if you say you know you don't want anything i mean wh- wh- what was he expecting you to say well he's like if you don't tell me what you want i'm just gonna show up with something i was like okay right that's fine <laughs> but i'm letting you know that i don't want nothing right because i don't like i don't you've left open like you could have like a golden retriever waiting for you at home like a lot of responsibilities you left the door open i'm just saying i mean i would not say no to a puppy but Oh, I know I'm probably not going to drink potty training. You'll be like, that's the worst thing I ever did. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> be like, oh, it tore through my clothes. Cool. Oh, my, there's my stereo system. Coming. Yeah, exactly. Oh, see, she loves I her just, stereo. No, because I just <laughs> got a new one. I just got it. She's I, got, I know so where to, mad. where to hit you. I was so mad. <laughs> You've had like, seriously, like you had more like stereos than like MC Hammer and like in the nineties that went and broke. How many stereos have you had? Well, the one that I sent you guys that had like the lights on it. Oh, I know that was disco tech. That one like broke, and then I got this one for free because I brought it back and I told him. So this is like an updated. It's a 2016 or 2017 stereo. So, 
and it was a couple hundred dollars. So I couple. Yeah. Times three. Not that expensive, but I like my stereo and I, I don't know. I would cry. She's like, it, it vibrates the whole time. room. It, yeah. Um, I, like you know, I, I bought a little, I bought a little, uh, Bluetooth, um, <laughs> thing for my phone. Right. Uh, that costs about 30 bucks and it also shakes the walls. <laughs> uh, Mine was definitely a couple hundred dollars. And I remember when I lived with my parents and, uh, before I moved, we had two stories and my mom would always like scream upstairs. She's like, you're knocking stuff off the wall. I'm like, okay, well. It's in my room. Stop, stop <laughs> mosh pitting in your room. Yeah, I don't know, but my stereo now, it's not. Like, you listen to it's thrash good, metal, but it's don't not you? like that good. <laughs> yeah, you've already blown out a, like, a, a speaker. speaker no, too. I actually really didn't have a place to put it, and it was still in the box. I had it in the box for like three months. It's kind of just staring at it. It was sitting at my sister's. <laughs> and then uh, one day, like, kind of my sister brought it out. I was like, okay, it's kind of nice. So then, like, I just opened it, and now I use it all the time. See, Taylor's got ideas. So. She's like, party. Oh, dude, totally come over. It'd be a party, right? Yes. It, does this one have lights, too? Yeah, but it, like, this one kind of, um, you don't have to put the settings on it. It automatically goes to the, goes to the beats. And then there's, music. like, the, the annoying, like, I don't like this, but it's, like, the annoying, bright, flashy ones. Like, if you stare at it for a long time, you're probably going to pass out. So, Taylor, if you have like Tourette's, don't go over there. Go, <laughs> yeah. No, I have an epileptic Epilepsy. Yeah. Epilepsy, yeah. yeah. Tourette's is something different. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tourette's is like, epilepsy. Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> 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 Fuck your lights. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. my, my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's that, what's that movie? It's like, uh, what about Bob? Uh, um, uh, no, Deuce Bigelow. Child man. <laughs> what? He, he's like about to walk across the street, and this guy with Tourette's, he's staring at him, he's like, Beady little child man, beady little child man. <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that one is. Oh, it's a first. You guys don't know what that I don't, one is. I don't know that one. <laughs> Who's in it? He stumped me. Oh, I want to say it's a switch with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I say I've never seen that movie. All Dude, right. Because I have I have no desire to see that movie. It's actually oh. kind of funny. I only watch stuff on Netflix. You were the last yeah. one who talked about that movie. Yeah, okay. he asked me what like a funny movie was. I'm like, oh, what's that? And you guys were all like cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm beginning to think Taylor gets a like a residual if like she keeps mentioning it. Uh, residual. I'm sorry, residual. Residual. Yeah. Yeah. Like every ten time you mention it, like ten cents in the mail and a check. <laughs> like there you go. Here you go. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, no, the lights are cool. I mean, but it also. Like I don't think a lot of people own stereos anymore. I don't. Have like they moved on to like iPods and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it doesn't have anything stuff. like it doesn't have doesn't have a port. No, it <laughs> does, but like I Bluetooth it. Okay. Okay. So it's not like a stereo where it's like the radio. So you can do YouTube on it and it goes through it on Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. If I Bluetooth it, yeah. 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 So it's That's pretty cool. much just the speaker. Like okay. it's nothing. Like it's just a speaker. So, like, yeah. there's no record player on it no. or turntable all about turntables. or CD. No. But this one, I almost wanted to like get rid of this one to get the other one, and it was like a thousand something, but it was so nice. Oh no, seriously, God. the stereo I have now, if I traded it in, <sighs> it would already pay for like half of it. <sighs> but the steer, like, <sighs> no. just Anthony, are you listening? Just this listen. is what she wants. No, he agreed with me. He, he's oh. like, oh, Oh my god, uh, the of you. Okay, god. the the speaker it came with two and they're like bigger than these seats. And then it did have like a little turning table. Oh, so Where would you put all that? No, 
Uh, I'll find somewhere to put it, but it, <laughs> I loved it. And it had lights on it, and it would, like, seriously shake everyone's house. Like, I loved it. You're hurting my head. Yeah, okay mine with, too. I'm okay with the one I have now. It's actually in the kitchen, so, like, when I do stuff, it's, like, because <laughs> me and Anthony already have the living room set up. Taylor, you got anything embarrassing big that you own? That, that you <laughs> did you, did you spend like $150 on a pair of leggings before? Okay, I never spent $150 on a pair of leggings. I, was I, did I say Liz? I, I asked Taylor if she would ever do that. Are you referring to Lululemon? No, no, no okay. they were Victoria's Secret. No, they weren't. They were they were Nikes, Sears. I think, or Adidas. <laughs> and they were at the. And they were one hundred fifty dollars. No, th- I think they were like, I think they were like seventy. No, On they were not. No, no, it was I don't even remember. They might have. It was one hundred fifty, and you were like. I'm gonna go get them. I was like, I think, I think the only time I spent one hundred fifty dollars is no, when I bought a suit, like a full three piece suit. $150. I want to hear Taylor's embarrassing yeah. I yeah. own something expensive yeah. story. Like, did you pimp out your car like with Hello Kitty or so? no. <laughs> no? No. That'd be kind of funny. Oh, so uh, last Valentine's Day, Travis thought it would be a great idea. I had a 2009 Malibu. And he's like, oh, babe, I'm going to tint your car for you on Valentine's Day because you won't tell me what you want. And I think your Malibu would look great. So keep in mind, I have a white 2009 Malibu black rims and he decides to put limo tint on this uh-huh. and i'm like oh i don't know anything about tint yeah it looks great you know whatever so it's like black and white malibu i'm like okay i had to go to flint for work one day turned around in a neighborhood i probably shouldn't have been in and i got pulled over i'm like i totally stopped because i saw you like i saw you sitting there and he comes up to me he's like ma'am what are you what are you doing i was like well i have i had my badge because i was working at another place and i'm like oh i'm working he said, what's in the duffel bag? I'm like, that's for work. You want to go through it? And I just kind of like stared at him. And he's like, you're you're not in a neighborhood. You're supposed to be in blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why did why'd you even blow me over? Well, ma'am, you were in kind of a uh, a bad car and a bad area. And not what I was expecting when I came up to your window. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So Basically, I, she's driving a drug dealer's car. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. wear that in the best way possible. Yeah, but so I came home and I told Travis, I was like, "We're taking this off now." <laughs> I can't believe I got profiled for this, blah blah blah. And then what happens next week? I got pulled over by a state boy <laughs> for the tent. For yeah, the tent. yeah, for I was out tent. in Romulus. Yeah. And I was like, "Dang it, that's a bad oh. gift." See what you did, Liz? You left that open. Yeah. Your your car you love so much could be tented tonight. Well, I know that you can't go like the back windows can go the darkest. I think. Yeah. But you have to be able to see through the front ones a little bit. But if you have like something wrong with your eyes, I think you can go all the way. I think. Yeah, yeah but so if you have cataracts, you you're good. But here's the thing: why yeah. even risk it? So like, if you had a beer at a bar, and then yeah. like that's their excuse to pull you over. Yeah. What Dude, if you blew done. off a beer? Yeah, like you're I mean, you, you've just given them the reason to pull you over. Yeah, it's well, like I a tail light out. Na- I don't honestly. I think it's kind of stupid, but it's my my opinion. She just when told you, you two get hassles. It super super dark. I think that's unnecessary. I don't know why it you wasn't her idea. Back. No, I know. I'm just saying out in general. I don't know why, like, certain people want their windows to be so dark where you can't even see in them. Uh, Because they're drug dealers. Okay, well, besides (laughs) those guys, I mean, like, regular, like... I don't know. We live downriver. So if if that's the case, then more than likely... They're drug dealers. (laughs) 
Uh, before we wrap up the show, Rick Pratt said that uh, he, he said Conor McGregor, it, the report says they're going to try to challenge the Ali uh, Law. Act. Yeah, act yeah, the Ali Act. I was looking, I was actually looking it up. Yeah, I but I don't think I. That uh, <laughs> sadly, if they do do that or whatever, that's going to set a bad precedent. All right. Um, so I don't think that they're going. I mean, they may try to do it, but even if they do sue for that, uh, it'll go. Uh, it'll probably be overturned, or they won't. You know, they won't rule in in Connor's favor. That's possible because it, it'll set a really bad precedent if they allow that to go through. Yep. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we'll have a good show for you. I promise. Uh, no, I promise. We're and all is again. right with the world. And all is right is with, with the world. Uh, we'll, we'll, Brad messages. We'll we'll find out from Liz. She might not be working next Tuesday, but we will find out from Liz what she did get from her man. I'll make you text it to me so I can keep people hanging well, if out. We, we'll, if just we find, we'll find out this weekend. Yeah, we'll tease yeah, it. If we do from both like, of decide them. to do anything, it would know. be probably Sunday because, like I said, he works nights and then I'm going to be with you guys on Saturday. So. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I re- I mean, I just don't care, honestly. <laughs> That's your he answer for a me. lot of he things when it comes to this. Every day, not just for the holidays. So Three hundred and sixty-five days a year, and he it's, better love me every day. So. All I know is that every time you ask her anything, I just don't care. I don't like. I just, it's just don't I don't care. care. I tell him all the time. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. Whatever happens, happens. I just don't care. Is it because you're apathetic or because you're lethargic? It's just I don't know. It's I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I've been messing up on words all day today. I think I had a stroke. Okay. No, no, I, I'm, I'm fending for you. I said I've messed up too. So like, see, I got your back. I'm over here saying, I've, I've said five words she's wrong. She's been today. to the gym every night. Of course, she's not lethargic. That doesn't mean anything. You can go to the gym and be lethargic. No. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people go to the gym and be lethargic. One o'clock in the morning. Yeah. After well, I get off, we'll report what you guys five. got. Well, Taylor, she's working elsewhere this weekend. I know, but we'll, we'll she'll text it to us. Yeah. We'll get to know what and it is. I'm going to see you guys, obviously. So. That's right. You'll be like, I got another stereo. The $1,000 one, it came through. No. No. We You're leaving enough. a lot of possibilities. We have enough. I wanted one for my car. What, a stereo? Mm-hmm. But not as loud. Like, I know when me and Anthony come over, you guys can, like, hear him a block away. I don't know. Well, that's want because of his like car, that. what his car used to sound yeah, like. Yeah, he, he wants it louder. Oh. I know. I was like, stop. No. Can, that that is other another reason my to get pulled over. My car is loud. He can drive mine. Yeah. That is I'm another reason to get pulled over. Yeah, if your speakers are been, too. No, it's not the speakers. We're the sky he falling like, side of the table. The sky is falling. Yeah. Like that? He just thinks because it's like a stick shift, it's like, has to be. Loud, loud, and annoying. No, that's a and that's a noise violation. Yeah, pulled over for your. Yeah. Well, he doesn't turn his his uh, speakers on at night. No, I'm saying like if you're in your car is loud, because, the car itself. Yeah. If the, even if the car is loud, that's still a noise violation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. He's never gotten in trouble for it, so that's kind of an odd ticket to get to. Like, I would be mad. Be like, well, you, you have anything better to do? <laughs> yeah. Well, it well, depends. You know, if you go to like certain Taco Bells, like I can tell you which one. They're like right next to a house, and they have a sign posted that you can't be so loud because of the yeah the residents. Yeah, wow. It Taylor, is, was it, it easy to get the tinting it's, off? Um, I just took it back oh. to where it got done. Oh, so, and they took it off. Yeah, they took yeah. it off for free because I kind of yelled at them. <laughs> I was like, if I were to know this was illegal, I would have never got it because I had a brow and everything. Yeah. Did you replace the gift, or is that what you got that year and it was gone? You should have gotten a lighter one. 
instead of just getting it. I was just uh, so mad. I just wanted it all off. She wanted it all off. Now he wants to put it on my new Malibu. I'm like, mm. Well, everybody, we will see everybody next week, 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Uh, take care, everybody. <laughs> Sitting here on this lonely dock Watch the rain play on the ocean top All the things I feel I need to say